Glory be to God. So today, by the grace of God, we want to do a follow-up on what the Lord has begun with us as far as International Prayer Resort Ministries is concerned. First, the Lord told us that we should take heed how we build. And then last week, he gave us a message titled, Don't Perpetrate What is Abolished. And then within that same message, we found out that rather we should promote life and immortality. And so, quickly, I would want to go into that message. What do we mean when we say promote something? I found out from the English dictionary that to promote something means to support or actively encourage a cause, a venture, etc. I said to promote is to support or actively encourage a cause or a venture. So when God says we should promote life and immortality, it means we should support or actively encourage life and immortality because we found out from last week's message from first uh, timothy first timothy chapter or second timothy rather chapter one if i can read that scripture again second timothy chapter one so we can stand on that to pray or to to minister the word and then after that we pray second timothy chapter one verses eight through ten quickly Apostle Paul writing says, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Verse 10 says, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death, which we spoke about last week, and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ did two major things through his sacrificial death. He abolished death, and then he has also brought life and immortality to light in other words the word light here has to do with revealed what is immortality somebody may ask i checked the english dictionary and it also means the ability to live forever or to have eternal life that's immortality god wants us to encourage life which it's not ordinary life. It's not the human life. That is zoe. The Greek word is zoe. The God kind of life. The life one receives when he has Jesus. Bible says, he who has the son has life. And he who does not have the son does not have life. Yes, the person may have physical life. But we are talking about the very essence of God. What makes God, God, is what Christ by his appearing the first time has brought to us he has brought life and immortality to light and bible says this was god's mind before the world began before time began it was god's intention that one day humankind will carry his very life and will be like him live forever not in sin but live forever in in eternal life live forever in eternal righteousness live forever in eternal glory jesus christ has brought us this and so rather than promoting 
No, perpetrating death, God wants us to promote life and immortality. Alright, so one of the scriptures we looked at last week Sunday was also Hebrews chapter 9, the verses 27 through 28. I will not go into all those details, but just to quote it so we can take it up from there. In the King James Version, when we read last week, Sunday, we discovered that it is not a categorical statement in scripture that it is appointed unto man to die once. Rather, there was an analogy that the, the author was making when he said, and just as it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment, so Christ was once offered. And unto them, verse 28 of Hebrews 9, unto them that look for him, shall he appear the second time without sin for salvation. The New King James says, apart from sin for salvation. And I explained last week that what that means is that Christ in his second appearance is not coming to deal with sin. In his first appearance, when he was born into this world, he carried sin into his spirit, and then he died our death and dealt with sin. When he went to hell, he shed his blood, and his blood was that efficacious to wash away the sin nature. And when you believe that he did that on your behalf, you are saved. And when you confess him as Lord, you are born again with a new life, with a brand new life. You become the very child of God. That's so beautiful. We will look at that scripture last week i know i mentioned all the scriptures we're going to be looking at today because they were all part of the message until the lord gave me the title for last week and then he said instead of perpetrating death which has been abolished we should rather promote life and immortality and so the second session of the message is what we are looking at today but beginning from the fact that unto those who look for jesus is the one that he will appear the second time meaning that the fact that you are a child of god is not automatic that when jesus shall appear the second time you will see him please take note of that i know that many people have thought that oh once i'm a child of god it means that at any given time when the rapture takes place i will also be gone never scripture you will find out from the scriptures we're going to look at you will find out from scripture is that god will only come for those who are ready for him i'm glad that we are in a ministry this is an end time prophetic church with a passion to help this generation walk with god and prepare a people ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad that I'm in such a ministry. And I'm glad that you are connected to such a ministry. Because that is the utmost calling. Our utmost calling is to make a people ready. Not just live the Christian life for Christian life's sake. Not just acquire things and live for here and now. And that is all. But there is something God wants us to live for. In the midst of all our ventures and our adventures, in the midst of all our pursuits and all our endeavors, he wants us to bear in mind that one of these days, he shall come to us unawares. But if you are ready, you will not be caught unawares. He is coming unawares. In other words, we don't know the time nor the hour. And yet, he doesn't want you to be taken unawares. So he wants us to be ready. So Hebrews 9.28 says that unto them, please take note, not unto all believers, but unto them, who look for him the new king james says who eagerly wait for him 
not just wait for him but eagerly in other words there must be an eagerness there must be a readiness there must be a longing there must be something that we must be saying and meditating on and next week i'll be preaching on that i title it even so come lord jesus that'll be next week unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin for salvation and i explained last week what the phrase for salvation means that he is coming to consummate our salvation we are already saving our spirits at new birth we are being saved in our souls through the renewing of our minds and we shall be saved in our physical bodies when christ shall come that is a consummation of our salvation that is where mortality shall be swallowed up by life oh my god did you hear what i said i said that is when mortality death there is death in our physical bodies our physical body is described as a dying body a vile body and when christ shall come and the dead in christ arise first we who are alive and remain we shall be changed from mortality to immortality this is what the gospel has communicated jesus christ has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel so if you preach the gospel and it doesn't bother on life and immortality then your gospel is not the gospel of jesus christ simple because this is the crux of the matter he has brought life and immortality but he is not gonna you know consummate it for all believers just because you're born again he is going to do so for those who look for him never forget that phrase because i'm going to show you another scripture i quoted last week and then we're going to look at it in detail today philippians chapter 3 verse 20 and 21 philippians 3 20 and 21 from the new king james version it says for our citizenship is in heaven oh i like it he didn't say our citizenship will be in heaven when we arrive there it is in heaven it's a present tense reality can you say to yourself i am a citizen of heaven yes say it to yourself i am you are if god says you are something the way to respond to his word is to say what he says you are by affirming it for our citizenship is in heaven from which also from which we also eagerly wait for the savior the lord jesus christ Okay, you see, the new King James always uses eagerly wait. Let me read the King James. I'll go up to verse 21. I'll read the King James. Then you realize that the King James looks uses the word look for. Philippians 3.20 from the King James Version. It says, For our conversation, the word conversation here is citizenship. Our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior. That's the bottom line, child of God. Are you looking for the Savior? Remember Hebrews 9.28. Unto them that look for him, shall he appear. So some believers will be taken on ways. Oh yes. They are born again, but they are not looking for him. They are looking for everything else except for the one who matters in all things. The Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, we should set our priorities right. There is nothing wrong to have hope in this life. I have talked about that before. In 2018, when I spoke about the believer's hope, I showed in 1 Corinthians 15, 19, that scripture says, For if in this life only 
we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But did it, scripture didn't say that for if in this life we have hope in Christ. If you remove the word only, it will mean for if in this life we have hope in Christ. But that's not what scripture is saying. He didn't say we shouldn't have hope in this life. It's okay to have hope in this life. But if in this life only, if all your hope is centered only in this life, then you are of all men most miserable, most to be pitied. So God does not forbid you and me from having hope in this life. But our greatest hope is to look for the one who is coming. Unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin for salvation. Our citizenship is in heaven from whence also or from which. The New King James says, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior. From which we also look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body. Our vile body, the King James says, our dying body, our corruptible body, our mortal body. Our bodies are mortal. Look, this body that we cherish and hold on to so much as though that is our our final destination in christ there is something that awaits us the only person who has that body at this, at this moment is the lord jesus christ himself he is the only person described in scripture as the first begotten of the dead born from death he is the only person with the immaterial incorruptible body the immortal body is a body that can walk through walls it's a body that is made of flesh and bones no blood the life of that flesh is not blood, but the very essence of God. It is the, it, the very life of God. Zoe is the very life of that body. It is an immort, Im, immortal body, immaterial body. Jesus Christ has purchased that for you and me. So our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change. The new King James says, who shall transform the Greek word is metamorpho. We shall be transformed from our lowly body that it may be conformed. The King James says that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. That it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. So are you looking at something? Those who are looking for Jesus, Jesus Christ shall come for them. And at his coming, he shall change our vile body, our lowly body, our dying body, our corruptible body, our mortal body. He shall change it from mortality to immortality. Oh, what, a, what an experience that we must long for. What an experience we must cry out for. What an experience we must, we must begin to dream about and cry to God for. Yes, we must dream about it. Cry to God for it. Long for this kind of body. That is when you begin to say, even so, come Lord Jesus. When he says, come. He says, when he says, I am coming, you will not say, wait Lord. I will say that next week. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So, you've gotten it. Conditioning Philippians 3, 20 and 21, you know, upon Hebrews 9, 27, 28, there must be the looking for the Savior. There must be that conscious awareness and readiness of mind and will to say, I long to see Jesus. Come on, tell me if you love somebody, if you really love somebody, what is the proof that you love the person? 
number one you would always want to hear that person's voice number, no even before you hear the person's voice number one you would want to be in the company of that individual because you love the person number two you would want to see that person all the time number three you would want to hear that person talk to you all the time true love is exemplified by the marital union okay which is a picture of the relationship between christ and his church so when you see a married couple who truly love each other and they flow in love that is an idea of what it is like to long for jesus because the bride will always want to be in the company of her bridegroom the bridegroom will always want to be in the company of his bride it's a love relationship so if we truly love jesus and of course he has given us an assignment here that we shall occupy till he comes whilst we are occupying till he comes we are longing that come lord jesus we long for you that is if you truly love the lord unto them that look for him not to every believer i want to stress on that because if we don't change that mentality you will live your your christian life on the carnal note you will only remain carnal and never spiritual and that is dangerous because bible says to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace so yes you are a child of god but so long as you remain carnal go for my message are you spiritual or carnal it's in our podcast are you spiritual or carnal so long as you remain carnal you are you are endangering your spirituality because chances are that you may be taken unawares when the trumpet shall sound you may not hear it and child of god that's dangerous there is nothing as 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 painful as when a believer is left behind when our bridegroom the christ the lord the savior shall come all right so if you are not convinced let me just show you another scripture to tell you that god wants us to promote life and immortality because that's what is the ultimate it's like the icing on a cake the christian life will never be complete until this icing is put on the cake when we sing he butter my bread he sugar my cocoa it's not enough there is something god wants to give beyond buttering our bread and sugaring our cocoa colossians chapter 3 i'll read from verse 1 through 4. colossians chapter 3. look at from verse 1 in the new king james version it says if then you were raised with christ seek those things which are above where christ is sitting at the right hand of god i don't know whether that is your quest and what you seek for because I know many of us seek for everything here on earth. But we don't know anything. That, that, that The things that are about, we don't know anything about them. He said, if you then were raised with Christ, which we were. Yes, when, we, when, when he died, we died with him. When we were buried in baptism, we were buried with him. And when you were raised from baptism, if you have been baptized by immersion, you were raised with him. It was an outward demonstration of you being raised with Christ. And then it says, if, this is the condition, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. One of the greatest things above is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. You must long for him because if you have him, 
If you have the Lord, you have everything that is above. So there's no way you can seek for the things in heaven without seeking the one who is the owner of heaven. God has entrusted everything into his care as the first begotten of the dead. He is the owner and he has made us joint heirs with him. Joint heir means that what he owns, we also own equally. But if we own something in heaven, then we must seek the one who truly owns it, Jesus Christ, first and foremost. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Verse 2 says, set your mind. I like the King James. The King James says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Can I ask you a question? Where is your affection? On what is your affection centered? Set your mind, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Can I ask you, do we do that? Or you care about everything here on earth, but not for the Lord. So do you realize that it's not everybody who for though, though born again would, would see Christ at his coming? Because if you are not doing or fulfilling this condition, the, the word started with if. If you are not fulfilling this condition, chances are that you may be taken unawares. That's what I'm communicating. That is why as a ministry and as a people, as an end time generation, we must promote life and immortality. We must preach the gospel revolving around these things that I'm sharing. Other than that, I don't know which message you are preaching. Set your mind, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Verse, verse 3 says, for you died. The King James says, for you are dead. You are dead. You are not, not that you. You are dead. And a dead goat does not fear cutlass. Eh? You are dead. You died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. This is where we have to live the fearless life. If you died, the old you died, then you are, it's like you are sandwiched in, with Christ in God. Before they can touch you, they must touch God and touch Christ. And since they can't touch God and they cannot touch Christ, then they cannot touch you. If you're a child of God and you are living in fear of what man shall do to you, that means you don't know this scripture yet. Look at Hebrews 13, for instance. Let me just quote it. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6 says, Let your conversation, that is your manner of life, be without covetousness and be content with settings as you have for he himself has said i will never leave you nor forsake you so that we may boldly say the lord is my helper i will not fear what man shall do to me so if you're living in fear of what a man a mortal human being can do to you scripture is telling you that you died that person they want to kill is already dead so how can a dead go not fear cutlass you died and your life, the person who died still has another life. It is called the life of Christ. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. Come on. Look at the next line. Verse 4 is the biggest. Verse 4 says, When Christ, who is our life. Hey, did you hear that? Christ is my life. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Christ, 
is my life. God is showing us in this verse 4 of Colossians 3 that the method of God taking his children from earth to heaven is not by death but by life. That is why last week he warned us that don't perpetrate what is abolished. And we established last week that it is true that people will still die and many will still go through death but that's not God's original method. It's only because death is operating as an illegal entity. What has been abolished is still operating and taking people unawares. But you, who know better, should not perpetrate death. You should not perpetrate. You should not say that everybody should die before they go to heaven. That's all God is telling us. Rather, he wants us to promote life because Christ is our life. And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then you shall appear with him in glory. Oh, I wish that the whole world will hear this. I'm telling you. And they will hear it in the name of Jesus Christ. Because what we are preaching in this small corner, I wish you saw where we are preaching from. Very, very small corner. We are still in, not in normal times. Very, very small corner. But what we are preaching in this small corner, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, will reach the ends of the earth. I pray. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear... Then shall you appear with him in glory. So Christ is my life. The method of him taking me from earth is not by death, but by life. By life. Promote life, not death. And promote immortality. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to advance a certain course. Your message child of God should not center on everybody must die before they go to heaven. It is wrong. It is wrong. Yes, people have died. But that's not God's original method. Until we come to that place where we are all promoting life, we are not ready. So, therefore, still be having the field day, taking people unawares, illegally. But a day will come, I can perceive it. A generation will arise that will say, Enough is enough. We are not looking for death. We are looking for his coming. Unto them that look for him shall he appear. That generation that says, Lord, we are ready. That is a generation that will see his coming. That is why next week I will preach the message, Even so, come Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. When Christ, who is our life, appears, he will appear. That one, there is no demon out of hell. There is no witch or wizard or witchcraft convocation that can stop. He will appear. He will come. Whether we are alive then or not, he will come. And if we are not alive that time, the dead in Christ shall rise first. But you see, even if you are going to die, die ready. Don't die as a hopeless believer. Not hoping for the Lord. Don't die as somebody who has no connection with the Lord. Even if you want to die. Die hoping and see, I mean, longing to see him. Oh, thank you, Lord. All right, in case you are still not convinced, let me go into First John chapter 3. Okay, First John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. First John chapter 3. Here, John, Apostle, Apostle John exclaimed and said, Behold. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. The King Jesus is the sons of God. And a son of God is not necessarily, you know, 
one who is born of the father but son of god means god in human body it's a kind of love that it will take eternity for us to appreciate behold what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us has given to us that we should be called children of god sons of god therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him don't be surprised when the world does not appreciate what you do don't be surprised don't be surprised when the world looks down upon you don't be surprised when the world ridicules you and writes you off they don't know us they see us just like them because we have the same physical body but they don't know that one day this mortal body is going to be changed to immortality the engine has already changed on the inside we have a brand new life we have a brand new nature we also have the holy ghost living on the inside of us so we are new on the inside and what christ began at new birth he will come and consummate it when he shall come are you hearing me so behold what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we shall be called children of god therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him verse 2 says beloved now we are children of god now are we the sons of god the king james says now we are children of god and it has not yet been revealed the king james says it does not yet appear what we shall be in other words we don't have the slightest idea how it's going to be like have you have you tasted immortality before but that's what the gospel has revealed we don't know how it's going to be like he says it does not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he is revealed when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is think about it think about it we shall be like jesus not on the inside but on the outside we are already like him on the inside at new birth when you believe that is what first john 4 17 says as he is so are we in this world in other words we have his very life we have his very nature we have his very righteousness we have the whole holy spirit that he gave also on the inside of us so we are like him on the inside but now when he shall appear we shall be like him on the outside i told you he is the only person with the immaterial body the glorified body the first begotten of the dead the first to be born from spiritual death he has that glorified body the body that can walk through walls do you remember when when he rose from the dead and the disciples had had locked themselves in a room he appeared doors closed windows closed but he still appeared i like it when we shall have a body that can appear and disappear are we not greater than witches that's why you don't have to fear witches we are greater than witches because they have to fly but we are seated together with christ in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and any name that can be named not only in this world but also in the world to come when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is listen i like verse 3 verse 3 says that and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure hear that when you see a believer who is living in sin chances are that he is living for everything else except for the hope to see jesus because everyone who has the hope to see jesus and to be like him purifies himself just as he is pure so i believe that instead of preaching in church stop saying we should rather promote life and immortality because when we point them to the hope of christ coming they will stop sinning am i communicating when we when we stop 
promoting death or perpetrating death and promote life and immortality and we start teaching people that you've got to hope for Christ and his coming long for his coming and that is the, the longing all believers have that alone everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as Jesus is pure because Matthew 5 8 tells us that blessed are the pure in heart they shall see God so you want to see God you've got to purify yourself so I believe that you see that's why Christianity is not a religion Christianity is not like do's and don'ts don't do this do this eat don't eat touch don't touch that's not Christianity that's religion religion is but I mean it revolves around do's and don'ts but re, 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 Christianity is a relationship because you want to see your savior the bridegroom and you are a part of the bride you purify yourself because he is pure you just want to be like him on the outside. You're already like him on the inside. And you are longing for him. And you are crying, Maranatha, even so, come Lord Jesus. And as you're longing, every day, like the songwriter, who said, the more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you, the more I love you. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hands. Lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heartbeat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. If you love somebody, you always want to be in the arms of that individual. You always want to, that is That should be the longing of the believer. And that longing will make us live pure. You wouldn't need anybody to tell you stop sinning. Because you just know that you don't need, you don't need a sinful life. You, you just know. And we must graduate from that phase where somebody is monitoring you, supervising you before you leave right. Are you there? I said, we must graduate. As children of God, we must all graduate from that phase where we are always being supervised. Why are you doing this? Why don't do this? We must move from there. That is a child. And as long as we remain children, the P.O. Bible says we are not different from slaves, though we are heirs of all. Of all. The, the heir, as long as he's a nephew, as long as he's, he's a child feeding on milk, it's not different from a servant, it's not different from a slave, though he is Lord of all, but it's under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the Father. That is why he gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to teach us these things so that we will come to that place where we are moved from carnality to spirituality. We have moved from, from feeding on milk to feeding on bones, where we have moved from being supervised by men. To the place where you say that I long for him, regardless of whatever price I need to pay. I like it. Bible says Moses, Hebrews chapter 11. Moses, when he came to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. When you come to years, when you come to maturity, you will discover that sin, the pleasures of sin, are for a season, they are not forever. Meanwhile, in his presence is fullness of joy at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. So can you make a choice? Pleasures of sin for a season and pleasures of the Lord forevermore. What is your choice? Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. It is the hope of seeing Jesus. It is the hope of becoming like him. It is the hope of becoming like him on the outside, having that glorified body. That is that hope that will keep us going sparing one another on iron sharpening iron encouraging one another he says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together even when we have not gathered physically you still gather spiritually like we are doing right now 
they are those i want to commend those who have consistently in spite of the fact that we have still not gathered physically but they have been following whether on ip online radio on facebook on whatsapp page they are followed consistently i commend you may the lord bless you and reward your diligence in the name of the lord jesus christ and i encourage those who have taken the low profile and are waiting for us to gather before they would see that we are a church i encourage you repent why because church is not just social gathering there is a social gathering aspect but look there are some nations where till today they don't have social gathering and yet they still have church what about if god planted you in those nations I have said it in church before that there's a lady who watches us continually she lives in japan and when she leaves there is not a single church in the whole community yet she is part of us think about it so if you are waiting for us to gather physically before you know you have church i beg to differ you are wrong please you are that means that all you know about church is the social aspect but church is not a social it is first spiritual before the social aspect the social aspect only comes to add to the spirituality but if the social aspect is not there how about the spiritual which is the most important oh yeah these things when i'm saying them i become passionate because i am seeing a people who must be ready but they are not ready but i'm glad that we are in the building process so whilst we are building many more will be ready when Christ shall come. Let me show you one last scripture just to let you know that we are supposed to promote life and immortality. And when you do, you'll be amazed how your life will become an example to others who are watching. You may not know that your life is an example. They will watch you and then they will understand the gospel just by your manner of life without you even talking. Bible says we are epistles. People are reading us and you don't even know so they watch your movement they watch your manner of life what you do at home is different from what you do in public they are watching everything when when men are cast down they watch how you respond when you say hey now i'm saying there and then you are complaining they watch everything bible says when men are cast down what should you do you shall say there is a lifting up you should be the one to be encouraging the brethren that although we have not gathered physically brother tune into ip online radio watch this message you should be the one to be doing that instead of standing aloof sitting on the fence waiting for us to gather i pray that the rapture will not take place before we gather so that when we gather socially you will know the difference between the times when we're gathering and the times that we are in we are not in normal times all right okay you have no idea what god has allowed this pandemic to do the global pandemic it was like a half time to let all of us observe those who really believe in jesus christ in his totality and those who were in church just because of social you know gathering that's what god has allowed one of the things god has allowed so at least i know those who belong and those who you know as a father as a pastor as a, unless you don't believe that i am your pastor but I'm saying to IPR Ministries congregation, I as a father, I have known that these are people who belong and they are those who don't belong, but they were only gathering just because of the social aspect. I rest my case. First Corinthians 15, 51 to 55. One day I said, I'll preach a message called the loneliness of a pastor. You appreciate why I say what I say. The loneliness of a pastor. Because every bullet 
that was meant for people it comes at us and you have no idea and you have no idea and as a shepherd who watches over your soul in the night hours whilst you are asleep I'm accountable for your soul and so when I talk like this I bear with me because I know I'm going to give account for your soul I know all right first Corinthians 15 51 to 55 That will be my concluding scripture. Then we can close. First Corinthians 15. 51 through 55. We are still talking about promote life and immortality. Alright. Behold, look at Apostle Paul writing here. He said, Behold, I tell you a mystery. The King James says, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Did you hear that? We shall not all sleep. In other words, it's not every believer who will necessarily die before Christ will come. How long will we keep preaching death when we are supposed to preaching, be preaching things like this, promoting messages like this? We only use this scripture at funerals. But we are wrong. We are supposed to be using it when we gather, than only when we gather at funeral, I mean, uh, services. Behold, I tell you a mystery: we shall not all sleep. The word sleeping has to do with sleeping in death. In Christ, we don't die; we sleep. So, when a believer is even taken away by death, what death didn't know that? Oh, you have fast-forwarded my exit to heaven. But it doesn't mean that you should long for death before you go to heaven. That's all I'm communicating. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. That is those who are alive. We shall all be changed. If you watch your Bible, there's a hyphen there. So, verse 51 is actually a quick connection to 52. If you put full stop at change, you are wrong. I have told you that when you are dealing with God, watch how he punctuates his words because every punctuation mark, he says, no dot nor tittle shall pass away. Every word, every punctuation mark matters in the word of God. So he says, we shall all be changed. Then verse 2 says, in a moment, comma. So the, the whole sentence, the first phrase in verse 52, in a moment, is connected to verse 51. In other words, we shall all be changed in a moment. I know some people have thought that the rapture will take place in a moment within a twinkle of an eye. That is not what scripture says. Let me explain something. He is rather talking about the change from mortality to immortality that shall happen in a moment within a twinkle of an eye. I don't know whether when the rapture is taking place, others will see. I can't, I can't be sure about that because scripture is silent about that. But scripture rather buttresses on the point that it is the change from mortality to immortality that shall happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. In other words, within a split of a second, like when you blink your eye, we are changed from mortality to immortality. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm watching, my hand has changed, but my leg has not changed. No, everything will change from mortality to immortality in a moment within a twinkling of an eye. Wow. What an experience that will be. Those who have been having backache, lower backache, arthritis, weak, no, weak knee, whatever, it will just change. Oh, I'm longing for that. 
the one who has changed our we saw in philippians 3 20 and 21 he will change our lowly body our dying body to his glorious body to to be like his glorious body that's what scripture is saying but trusting here in first Corinthians 15 we shall all be changed in a moment oh i love jesus christ i long for his coming we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet why because for the trumpet will sound the first trumpet sound will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible that is they will be raised as immortal i have taught on this message before when i taught on resurrection of the dead somebody say how would the dead be raised back all the elements that make up our physical body silicon calcium and what have you calcium is in the bone silicon is in the body tissue all of them once you, one uh, somebody dies the physical body is this this um disintegrated into its original elements but at the first trumpet sound all the elements that make up the individual whether you cremated the body whether the person perished at sea whatever happened to the body all the elements that make up you they will be at the second trumpet sound which shall be changed in a moment within a twinkling of an eye from mortality to immortality that's why god says promote life and immortality we should be looking for this instead of looking for death all right let me go on for this corruptible look at verse 53 for this corruptible must put on incorruption it must it must it must this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality are you there this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality are you are you understanding why god said we should promote life and immortality what is immortality i said to live forever not insane but to live with a glorified body forever this mortal body must so don't live and live as god you know give me long life give me length of days which god promises for those who honor their father and their mother he said they shall live long on the earth so it's a promise but after that it should not be an end in itself it should be the lord after i've lived long life and i've had length of days i am also longing for jesus and his coming because i want to have immortality i mean swallowing up my mortal body let me go on you get it for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality verse 54 so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory oh glory you see death we saw last week is an enemy has been operating illegally but god is waiting for the day when the dead in christ arise first and we are changed from mortality to immortality at that level says the saying that is written has come to pass death is swallowed up in victory are you not looking for that we should promote that we should promote that death instead of looking for death before you go to heaven we should promote that death should be swallowed up in victory so we should long for his coming even if it doesn't happen in our generation at least we have started a, a campaign so that generation that we preach to will take it up and extend it to the next generation there must be a generation that will believe first corinthians 15 51 that behold i show you a mystery we shall not all sleep there must be a generation 
Why shouldn't it be the 21st century generation? Why should we leave it for the next generation when we are here? After all, nothing is lost if it doesn't happen in our time. Nothing is lost. But at least we promoted a campaign. And that campaign will be taken up by the next generation. We may even do it better. But by all means, by every proper means, Jesus is coming back. And we must promote his coming. Instead of promoting death before you go to heaven. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. 55. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades. The King James says, oh, grave, where is your victory? Can I announce to you, death doesn't have upper hand, the upper hand over your life any longer. If you have received this message, it's a seed that has been planted to your spirit. For the word of God is a precious seed. From today, you will begin to have a longing. A longing that only God can feel. And that longing will propel you in a direction you have never been before. Where you will begin to long for Jesus. Like the songwriter who sang and said, I want to know you. I want to see your face. I want to know you, Lord. I want to see your face. For we shall see him as he is, and we shall be like him. What is your hope? What is your venture as a child of God, as a believer who is supposed to promote life and immortality? Don't perpetrate what has been, what's been abolished. Don't perpetrate death. Don't let it be that everybody must die before we go to heaven. That's not God's method of taking us from here. Watch all those who went to heaven. From Enoch. Enoch walked with God. The Bible says and he was not because God took him away. And before God took him away, it was confirmed that he's, he pleased God. How about Elijah? Elijah is in heaven just like Enoch with their mortal body. But in heaven, mortality has no... You see, heaven doesn't operate in time. It is time that determines age but over there they are still the same age since they went to heaven because they are living in eternity not in within the curtains of time are you there all right one day we can teach about enoch and elijah but that's not my emphasis today so god's method for taking us home even jesus he died and rose again and he went up alive it is by life when christ who is our life shall appear then shall we appear with him in glory. Colossians 3, 4. When Christ, who is our life? Christ is our life. I wish somebody would compose a song from that verse. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Then shall we appear with him in glory. He will appear. He's coming back. Lift a voice and begin to tell him, Lord, I long for your coming. I long for your coming. Yes, Lord. I want to know you, Lord. I want to touch you, Lord. I want to hear your voice. Begin to call unto God. I want to see your face, Lord face to face and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he's pure i long to see you i want to touch you lord i want to hear your voice 
That's my longing. That's my desire. That's my passion. Lift a voice, shout of God, and begin to pray in the name of Jesus. I don't know about you, but He's coming back. Unto them that look for Him, shall He appear the second time? He's not appearing to every believer just because you're a believer. He's appearing to those who are looking for Him, those who are eagerly waiting for Him, those who are passionate about Him, passionate about the gospel. Because life and immortality have been brought to light through the gospel. Pray to God that the passion for Christ will be spared on the inside of you. Passion to long to see Him. I said the word that has been preached is a seed in you. Let it be stirred. Let it be stirred. Pray that that seed will be watered and that it will germinate and become a fruit that will give you passion. Passion for Christ. Passion to long to see Him. Longing to see Him. Longing to embrace Him. Longing to love Him. Longing. Everyone who has this hope in Him purifies Himself just as He is pure. That He will live well that you live pure not because you were instructed to but because you love Jesus and you long to see him in the name of Jesus I long to see you, O God. I bear my cattoshi grugeta. I pantero do shaka. Andele do sopra nere 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 nereja. Indele varo do sopra andele me shebre kateja. I varo do sibre kateke nere Maranta sibra kateja. I paranto sibre kafere me nere kateja. I paranto sibro kateteri andeje rebele me nere kateja. I palayante grugeta. I paranto do sopra anda. Thank you, Lord.